This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida. If you've been tuning in lately, you know that we are covering, working, and attending the second annual Florida SBDC Small Business Success Summit. It's all taking place down here on the beautiful beaches of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we have got all kinds of powerful and valuable resources uh, assembled here at the summit uh, that are here to talk about how they can help support uh, small business, help them expand and grow. And we've got one of those extremely powerful and important partners in all of that with us right now. We've got Elena Mendez, who serves as the regional director at the Export-Import Bank of the U.S., I think known as the Exim Bank. Is that right, Elena? Yes, good morning. Yes, good morning. Uh, thank you so much, number one, for your support of the conference. I know you were a speaker. You led a breakout session uh, here at the conference. We appreciate that. International trade is so important uh, in terms of, of potential opportunities for growth uh, in revenue and expansion of, of business here in the state of Florida. So we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you sharing your experience and knowledge. And uh, we appreciate your time here on Small Biz Florida. Thank you. Happy to be here. Uh, so, Elena, let's start as we always do, just a little bit of your background, pathway to the Exim Bank. Sure. I have been with Exim Bank for the last 11 years. Prior to that, I was a career international banker, traveling mostly South, Central America, as well as the Caribbean. Those were my markets. And I did corporate uh, correspondent and uh, public sector financing uh, with syndicated facilities as well as trade and international um, syndicated loans. So, wow. so I have a good background for, from a lender standpoint and it's actually served me very well wow. as an advisory uh, wow. level role with XM potential prospects. So, yes, I was going to say, you sound like the perfect candidate for the XM Bank. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so let's talk first, a uh, little high level. Um, what is the XM Bank so, mission? So XM Bank is the U.S. official export credit agency. Uh, and we do wear several hats, but I think it's important to note that the central thrust of the agency's mandate is going to be to promote, sustain, and increase U.S. jobs through U.S. exports. So when we talk about all our programs, there's always going to be the prerequisite U.S. content uh, of the products or services, because we do uh, support service providers as well. And it, it is 50.1% of the unit cost as far as um, at the end of the day, you include obviously labor, packaging and all, but the labor component is the most important factor within the U.S. content policy. Right. And I think, you know, before we went on the air, I, I told you I had an opportunity 
during my career in small business. We did a did an export deal. Uh, it was a rather large deal. It was a, a, obviously a good revenue producer for, for my company. And we went through the Exxon Bank. The financing was provided through the Exxon Bank. And, and we we had to meet the very criteria you're talking about, American content. But but you made that deal possible for me as a small business owner um, to get that product uh, in the hands of a customer overseas. So uh, I think, you know, I think I can relate to how you can help a small business. So in your case, it would have either been under the Export Credit Insurance Program, allowing the exporter uh, access to a policy which protects the company against non-payment from their foreign buyers. It can be either short-term up to one year, and in the case of U.S. capital goods, it can extend itself into a medium-term financing, either from the exporter or through one of our lenders. So uh, if it goes through a lender, the benefit to the exporter is you get cashed out as soon as the loan is dispersed. So you don't have to keep the receivable on your balance sheet. Right. Uh, but definitely it's, it's something to consider as far as any products that are considered U.S. content are eligible as long as they are exported from a U.S. port. And of course, we underwrite the uh, credit risk of the foreign buyers. So that's that's in-house that we do all that. Who initiates the deal with the Exim Bank? Is it the is it the buyer, or does does the small business here in Florida call you and say, "I've got a buyer"? Most likely, it's going to be the U.S. exporter, but I've had calls coming from foreign buyers which I, again, redirect them to the U.S. supplier or exporter, and then it's uh, a three-way communication of sorts. Right. But anybody can call and ask questions if, if, if necessary, of course. I cover the state of Florida as well as other states, uh, and we have 12 regional offices throughout the U.S., so it's not only Washington, D.C. as the headquarter. There are 12 regional offices spread out throughout the U.S., and we obviously have our own territorial uh, responsibilities, uh, but we serve under the small business group. So we focus mostly on small businesses that are either exporting, want to grow their export business, or are new to export. When they're new to export, it all depends on the situation, but usually what we do is we work closely with the SBDC because new to export means that they need to have guidance on what markets to sell to, what reg regulations to take into consideration. So we want them to be thoroughly prepared by the time they come to Exim Bank. So usually we require that the exporter have at least one year of uh, export experience, but there are exceptions to that rule depending. And of course, if they have a purchase order in hand, we want them to win that transaction and we do our best to accommodate them. So I, again, I think the most interesting thing you just said was I can call you. I oh, can yes. call the Exim Bank. You know, when you hear, when you think of that, the Exim Bank, you just think, God, how would I ever, you know, me, a little small business owner, engage with the Exim Bank. But it's just that easy. I could call you as a small business owner, say, I'm putting together a transaction. I've got a client overseas. We need some financing. I need the, the potential in, you know, security portion of this. And we could have that conversation with you about the transaction. Absolutely. 
you have uh, several ways of doing it. One, obviously, is we've had exporters working with Exim Bank that refer other colleagues and, of course, introduce us to them. We've had completely out of the out of the <laughs> out of nowhere uh, calls right. or even visits. We've had visits from uh, people inquiring on the programs. Mm-hmm. We're available whether it's by phone call, by virtual call, uh, yeah. even a visit at the regional office. We are set up under the USAC, the U.S. Export Assistance uh, Centers in most cases which is housing not only Exim Bank, but SBA and U.S. Commerce. Wow. Okay. So it's a, you know, one-stop shop for three agencies all at once. Wow. Now, you were here at the conference to give a presentation, correct? Yes. What was the presentation that you, uh, what was the topic? The topic was trade finance. Um, It was mostly focusing on the SBDC staff because we want to be sure that our programs are not only known to all the new staff especially, but to be able to accommodate transactions depending on the need. So SPDC will take some of the um, exporters depending on their experience. And then of course we would like SBDC to refer those that are ready to export to our programs. Wow. So you really are at the Exxon Bank. You're doing, let me see if I got this straight. You're doing two two really important critical things. Number one, you're helping secure, uh, provide um, insurance, so to speak, secure the exporter uh, in in case of non-payment. And then number two, you're providing financing for an actual transaction. Did I so get that sort of right? Let's go back to the export credit insurance. Okay. The export credit insurance is obviously to mitigate non-payment risk. However, it also serves as a tool to, number one, be more competitive in the marketplace because a lot of exporters start out as cash in advance payments. Right, okay. And the market is more competitive than a cash in advance. You right. need to offer open account terms to be Got competitive it. and win the deal. So we offer you the opportunity to accommodate 30, 60, 90 days to be able to secure the transaction. Sometimes the payment terms is more important than the price. So it's important to note that that's something of a a competitive edge in most cases. That's number number two. Number three, that policy, once you build up a volume of account receivables that are insured can act as a an enhancement of a credit facility, simple advances against uh, receivables uh, outstanding for from a lender. So the lender gets the assignment of proceeds of that policy in the event of a claim, the payment goes to the lender and the lender applies it to the line of credit. So it's a way of doing a very simplified way of using working capital of sorts with advances against outstanding accounts receivable. Nice. So again, the Exit Bank really is helping facilitate more deals. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. And then when the customer gets to a level of activity that they need to get more working capital in, in the company, There is a pre-export financing option, which is the Working Capital Guarantee Program. That is a working capital line of credit 
on an asset-based lending uh, basis. So it's ideally the manufacturer or distributor is going to benefit most because inventory, work in process, and all sorts of other um, asset level um, accounts are taken into consideration and the advance rates are much higher than traditional lending. So okay. that is another uh, way of growing the business. And okay. the last one is, of course, uh, the foreign buyer financing that we spoke about a little while ago, which is the financing of U.S. capital goods uh, moving from the exporter into a lender situation where the lender might secure uh, the financing with that buyer directly, but with the assignment of proceeds of a policy that can back up the, uh, the transaction. You know, one of the things I always like to point out to small business owners is there's really, when we talk about revenue growth, expanding revenue opportunities, expanding revenue streams. I tell them that there's there's two particular areas that we could focus on. Number one, government contracting. Are they engaged in government contracting? Are there opportunities with what they do in government contracting? And of course, number two is international trade. Um, you know, do you have a product or service that can be sold overseas or, you know, can you engage in international trade? And I think I think it's so important that if, if you uh, if you check that box, yes, for international trade, they need to understand who you are and how to get in touch with you. Mm -hmm, exactly. You you can really make the deal happen. In times like this, and I can refer to the 2008-2009 economic hiccup. Right. Um, many of the ex many of the exporters, no, many of the companies that were working domestic sales shifted over to exports, and literally, I heard more than once that the company survived thanks to the export sales because the domestic market was a little bit uh, dampened with all the problems right. that there were, and so when you diversify into exports, and in a way in a fashion that is conservative, like with the export credit insurance, there's no limit to your growth. Um, you have all these resources, and it's important to say that there's resources that are not being used by a lot of small business exporters. <laughs> yes, there are. And it's simply because they're not aware of what's out there. So it's ask questions. Uh, I'll be happy to answer. I personally refer SBDC all the time. I refer SBA all the time. I refer U.S. Commercial Service all the time because these are programs that are valuable to the exporter. It opens a huge door of opportunities for that exporter. Right. Oh, no doubt. I, I couldn't agree more. I think savvy, thoughtful business folks who really leverage these resources you know, are the ones that are most successful. Mm -hmm. They just, uh, they just are. And again, back in my day, uh, I completely, you know, by accident backed into the, the, my whole XM deal, didn't even really understand how I got there. But once, once I realized how we did the deal and who was financing it, I, I quickly understood the importance of the XM bank. Absolutely. So how does a uh, small business or a manufacturer across the state of Florida get in touch with you and have this conversation? Well, I think that you might have my contact information, but 
In www.exum.gov, there is a um, tab, contact us, and it will drop down the regional offices. And I'm under the Eastern Region, Miami. Um, I have my phone and my email there, but um, definitely uh, SBDC, I'm sure, has my contact information as well. So if in doubt, contact Contact the SBDC. SBDC. Absolutely. Uh, it is Elena Mendez who serves as the regional director at the Export Import Bank of the U.S., the Exxon Bank. Um, uh, Elena, thank you so much. Uh, you know, enlightening, uh, to say the least, of what's going on um, and the kind of support you offer. My pleasure. Yep. Any questions, don't feel uh, shy. Just call and ask the questions. There's a lot of information out there that is very valuable and is not being uh, taken advantage right. of. I'm, I'm with you. Okay, uh, Elena, thank you again for your time. We appreciate it. And thank you for your support of the of the summit and being a presenter here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. This is Small Biz Florida. I am Tom Kindred. Uh, a whole lot of great information uh, is available right here at this summit, and we're hopefully going to bring a lot of it to you. So uh, stay tuned. More to come. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created news by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSDU and Indian River State College, named the 2019